You are listening to King Jesus Radio. <laughs> just kidding, everybody. We just wanted you to think your screen was frozen for a bit and everything. And, oh, what's going on with the internet? <laughs> yeah, but I blinked like right when you You blinked? Went. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> we just wanted to see how long we can do that and just stay still. And then I just remembered I didn't have the sound on. So, <laughs> well, welcome, guys. Thank you guys for joining us tonight for Bible study. Good evening. Good evening. And uh, so, yeah, no, your internet wasn't buffering. It wasn't frozen. It was just us. We were, we were just messing around. So yeah, <laughs> figure we might have some fun with it, you know? So praise God. Good afternoon. What's up, Myra? Good to see you. Good, glad you were with us today, Myra. And uh, just a blessing just to be uh, be here tonight for Bible study. And we're just it's blessed to just be a part of this. Tonight. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Well, you think you're for prayer? Yes. All right, cool. Heavenly Father, we come before you this night, Lord, thanking you, Father, for your mercy, for your goodness, Father, for your faithfulness, Lord. Thank you that we're able to come together, Father, Lord, here online and with each other, Father, in your word, Lord Jesus. Thank you for bringing it forth, Father, Father, and we ask, Lord Jesus, that you minister to our hearts and our minds, Father, and that, Lord, you you show us, Lord, what we need to see today, Father, what's going to be declared, Father, we know it's going to be powerful. Thank you, Lord, for taking care of everyone and allowing us, Lord Jesus, to be able to sit here, Father Lord, and hear your words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Welcome, everybody. Hey, Brother Robert, how you doing, brother? Sister Rosalind, Sister Josie, good to see you guys on there as well. And uh, everybody's joining us here today. Uh, that's okay, Myra. We, we understood what you meant. <laughs> I said, good afternoon. It's okay. Good evening. <laughs> we can do both either way. Yeah, and, you know, and all of you guys that are here with us today, God bless you guys. There you go, Josie. We see your message now. So we're here with you guys tonight, and uh, we're just blessed to, to uh, be ready for another night of Bible study tonight. Amen. So thank you, Jesus, for that. Um, I do have a couple of announcements, so I'm going to look at my brain here. Just look over here at the phone. Um, so this Friday, we will be in uh, study of God's word and prayer. We'll be, uh, we'll be in the book of Daniel, chapter 4, verse 28 through 37. So we encourage you to, to pray along with us and uh, to join us for prayer, um, just to enjoy what, you know, what the Lord is doing. Just uh, right now, like we said, what we're doing is we're praying according to the word of God. This portion of scripture has to do with Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar and uh, it's basically for all leadership. You know, anyone who's in any place of leadership, this is uh, the desire and the prayer for all those that are placed in a place of leadership and that they would have an opportunity to come to this place and acknowledge the true living God. Amen. So that's definitely part of uh, something we'll be we're praying through and especially as we prepare for elections and different things like that. You know, so, you know, what better way than to just seek the Lord and his will be done. Amen. So Amen. praise God in that um, Sunday morning for prayer, prayer and God's word will be in the book of Ezra, uh, chapter nine, verse 10 through 15. And I believe we'll be closing out the book of um, on chapter nine of Ezra, right, on this Sunday morning. So feel free to join us online at uh, 9.15 in the morning. And then, of course, we have our 10.45 service. Amen. So we're just really looking forward to what the Lord has and all that he's prepared in that. And uh, thank you for joining us and, and being a part of all that God is doing. And, yes, yeah, Sister Karen, I do see that uh, go Dodgers. You know, this is the game on tonight. I didn't even, uh, didn't even know. <laughs> Amen. So Bible study might end just a little bit early tonight. I'm going to, you know, maybe about 7, 10. To, I'm sorry, 7, 10. That's the time it started. 7, wow. 7, 7.30. Just... <laughs> Amen. So, you know, no, we're going to have our normal Bible study tonight and everything. But yeah, go Dodgers, you know, you know, hopefully they come out to, on top tonight. But 
Um, but, you know, it's just a blessing to be here tonight for Bible study and be able to uh, continue studying the word of God together through the book of Acts. And just, uh, you know, this is a very encouraging. It's always just encouraging to study the word of God together. Amen. So uh, we're going to get started tonight and uh, we're going to be in the book of Acts, chapter nine, verse 20 to 31. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I'm forgetting. No, I think it's because we started off trying to glitch it and now uh, we feel like we're missing something. Yeah, like I was like, wait. We feel like we're missing something. Chad, put it up there and let us know. Yeah, let us know <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm missing an we announcement or something yeah. like that, you know. So, you know, keep, keep you, you know, help us out here. <laughs> so, so uh, we're going to go to um, Acts chapter 9 and we'll be reading verse 20 through 31 tonight. And tonight's um, key word is declare to them. Okay, declare to them. So this will be, you know, yeah, you got it right here on the board. And that'll be a, a, a place where we will, um, you know, be focusing and um, allowing the Lord to also bring out through the teaching tonight as well. So definitely looking forward to that. So let's turn our Bibles. I pray you guys have your Bibles. Uh, you know, if you take notes, you got your notepad there or right there on your, you know, you got your phone. So when you take notes on the phone or, you know, you got the your little dotter icon on the bottom watching the game, you know, so, you know, but what's it called? The. Uh, we pray that you you read along and study along with us. And, you know, you may have some notes that you've been studying and, you know, and you, you can kind of we can kind of go back and forth and, you know, kind of compare those notes as uh, we, you know, we, we go through the teaching tonight. Amen. So looking forward to that. So let's go to Acts chapter nine and we're going to read verse 20 to 31 and then we're going to come back and start to break down the scripture. Amen. Okay, so, amen. So this continuation from last week and it says in verse 20. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon this name? And has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priest? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. When many days had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night in order to kill him, but his disciples took him by night and led him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. And when he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples, and they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how on the road he had seen the Lord who spoke to him and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So he went in and out among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. And he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists, but they were seeking to kill him. And when the brothers learned this, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. Amen. So this is our scripture tonight. And we're going to be looking at a couple of things tonight on this and, and really just breaking this down and looking at some things as, you know, as we've been studying this. So, you know, it's, it's amazing when we look at this and we, we see, you know, last week we're talking about Paul's conversion. And, you know, it says here in verse 20 that and immediately and, you know, that word immediately is like at once or instantly. You know, this was like a just a right away conversion on this. And and Paul got to work. And it's funny, last week we were kind of talking about how, you know, many would love to have that Paul conversion. You know, it's like, yeah. man, I want to have that Paul, that Saul conversion, you know, seeing uh, the heavens open, you know, and seeing the Lord and stuff like that. Well, 
I like to kind of call this, you know, as we as we go here, you know, kind of came to mind was this is a, this is a Paul's Isaiah moment. Amen. So let's look at a scripture here. It's found in Isaiah chapter six, verse four through eight. And Letty's going to read that for us. But I, I want to this. We're looking at this today. And uh, this is Paul's Isaiah moment here. So let's look at Isaiah's moment here. Isaiah chapter six, verse four through eight. And the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of him who called out, and the temple was filling with smoke. Then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of ceremonially unclean lips, and I live among the people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it and said, Listen carefully, this has touched your lips. Your wickedness, your sin, your injustice, your wrongdoing, wrongdoing is taken away and your sin is atoned for and forgiven. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Amen. Keep going, but here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. And what, what amazes me about that is that we see Isaiah here. He has this crazy vision. I mean, you know, I mean, I say crazy, but just an amazing vision. I can't, you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing vision. I can't even describe it. You know, just looking at the words here and we, we see that, but he just doesn't have a vision just to have a vision to just say, I had a vision. There's this vision has a purpose. There's a whole reason for this vision. There's a whole reason why the Lord reveals himself in such a way to Isaiah, you know? And what I love about that is, is that he was, his, it says that his sins were atoned for, and so with that, he, he, he basically makes Isaiah worthy of the calling that God has for him. And so we see this example in Isaiah. And so God just doesn't do this for his own, just to do it, but he does it because of the purpose for Isaiah. But what I love about that is Isaiah has to make the decision on his own to say, here I am, Lord. You know, recognizing there's a need here. There's a need um, that the message needs to go forth. And so this is Isaiah not only being atoned for, not only seeing this great vision, but this is Isaiah also accepting that, that call and, and putting himself in that position to recognize this is, this is what I'm, I'm here to do. Yeah. So he put himself in the place of, now I have to give an account because he knew who he was and he was acknowledging where he was at and, what he considered of himself. Yeah. But now it's the Lord cleansing him. And I was like, okay, yeah, here I am now. What do I do? Yeah. And we see here that the Lord had, you know, did all the work for him and basically made him worthy of the of the work. But then again, it was Isaiah's, it was his choice to say, here I am, Lord, send me. You know, and many times we can kind of struggle with that because, you know, we're, we feel like, well, I don't, you know, I don't really know the Bible or, you know, I've done too much or just we always find reasons and ways of why we cannot do what God has called us to do, where he has purposed us to do, what he predestined us to do or anointed us to do and gifted us to do. So we, I mean, this, oh, we can just keep going on and on. But one of the keys here is that he atoned for his sin. He made him, he cleansed him. He made him ready. But in that, then Isaiah was able to come to a place to say, here I am, Lord, send me and so we see this in in Saul and you know we'll just call him Paul today and we see this in Paul 
how the Lord saves him and he has this great vision. And through this, you know, he's, you know, he's going through them, you know, he's going through it. He has a three days, he doesn't eat, doesn't drink anything and all these different things. But then we see this conversion. We see that he gets baptized and identifies himself with the Lord. And so now he's in a place that like, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. And and when you really look at this, I mean, imagine, you know, he, he goes to the to the religious leaders and basically tells them, hey, look, let me go to Damascus. Let me go, you know, get these Christians and just bind them, you know, bind them up and men, women, you know, all of them. And let me bring them here. So he's basically asking to go. And therefore, you look at the religious leaders and they send him. Right. So you could look at Paul as someone who has been sent just as Isaiah tells tells the Lord. You know, when he says, whom shall I send? He says, Lord, here I am. Send me. You know, Paul is putting himself in that place for the religious leaders. And when, many times we could look that as for the world. I mean, you know, how many times did, are we, were we sent and did we do, you know, based on from the from the world standpoint, you know, and, and the things of the world, you know, whether it was addiction, whether it was relationship, whether it was just, you know, gossip, you know. No matter what it was, I mean, we were on a mission. We were, you know, whether it was telling somebody even about just a restaurant, telling somebody about, you know, whatever it may be, but we had a willingness there. Yeah, we made ourselves available for a lot of things. Yeah. And I would say more, a lot more good, mm -hmm. more good than bad. It's just we made a decision to be available to take someone, to invite someone, to show someone. Yeah. I mean, we particular. We were ready. We were ready. You know, and we were living lives going and doing and different things like that. And so we see here that Paul was on as he was being sent. He was living a life sent and he was sent to go and persecute the Christians. But through that going, he meets the Lord. And, you know, as we read last time, who are you, Lord? You know, he didn't know who the Lord was, though. He had all this this knowledge and he had all this study and all these different things. But still, he did not know the Lord. And so when he heard the Lord's voice and he saw this great vision, he didn't know who it was. And the Lord showed him who he is and revealed that he is Jesus and let him know you are persecuting me, Paul. And so we see this conversion. So what happens is, is now Paul is no longer sent by the religious leaders. But now Paul is going because he's sent now by God, by Jesus so it's amazing because he starts off on a journey. He's going. He's sent. But in that, there's a change. And now the way he was going is no longer the same way. He's still going and he's still sent. But now he's being sent and going in the direction that God has for him. And how many of us know that that was our lives? I mean, we don't understand everything that the Lord is doing and everything that comes to our life. But, you know, one of the greatest gifts that we have that I don't know that I have peace with today is that no matter what happens and everything that has gone on and different things that we've even been through and, you know, just even within ourselves, it's always comforting and refreshing to know. But, Lord, I know there's still a purpose. I'm no longer on the same path, on the same mission or the same place I was. And even though I don't fully understand and I know I'm a work in progress, but I trust you enough and I believe in you, Lord. So I know, but yet it's still a purpose for me and there's still a purpose for you and there's still a purpose for all of us here today. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's comforting in that because it's like, Lord, I can keep going. I can keep living. I can get up another day. I can continue to trust you, Lord. And, 
no matter how I may feel or how many things may look, but Lord, I know I'm still going. And though the journey might look like it was the same, but reality, it's not. There was a change. I mean, Paul wasn't the same anymore. You know, it, it was everything changed for him, but it's because he met the Lord. You know, so that that's you know that's an amazing thing. Any any thoughts on that or no? No, you very much said it. As a course we were going forward to journey, but now it has a purpose. And the journey has a purpose, and we have a purpose now. Yeah, and and basically his life was going to be serving Christ, as that's what we're called to do. We are called to serve Christ, Mm -hmm. and whatever capacity it is, that's what we are. We are servants, as Jesus was a servant. And so that's our life. That's our life now. That's our mission. That's the purpose. That's our the plan of God. Our new direction. Serve the Lord God Almighty. Not endlessly now. Now we have full direction. Yes. Amen. And, and we see this here. So, I mean, imagine Paul has his conversion. You know, he comes to know the Lord. And so immediately he starts the next word, proclaiming. It says, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogues. You know, so Paul starts to preach, you know, and it's in just the simplest terms There's a lot more, but it just simplest terms to proclaim is to preach, to be a herald or a public crier. You know, it's like those old public, you know, the, the town crier, hear ye, hear ye, you know, and they got the bell. I, I think it's like Charlie Brown or something, you know, but, you know, <laughs> that's my reference point. But, you know, it's like, hear ye, hear ye, and it's grabbing the attention of everybody. But there's a message, there's a point to it. There's either a warning or there's an announcement or whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, and it's just, an, it's you know, that's the whole point of it is to grab the attention. So when Paul starts proclaiming Jesus in the synagogues, that's what he's doing. He's going out and he's basically being a vessel of the Lord. You know, he's going out and doing what is, you know, this is, he's just going out and sharing what Christ did for him. You know, so this is an amazing place. And, you know, in reality, it is, this is what we're all called to do. You know, it's that conversion. It's that, that time where, you know, the Lord saved our lives. And it's just like, wow, Lord, I, I want to let others know about this. You know, there's obviously a change. So I'm going to tell these people about that change. What happened? What, what took place in my life? You know, and it's just it's an, ama- it's an amazing thing. I mean, you know, there's nothing like it. I mean, it's, it's you can't explain it. I mean, I remember, you know. I remember what, you know, um, my, my old boss, you know, he had asked me, he said, this is something different about you, you know? And I remember him leaning back on his chair, looking over at me and he's just like looking at me and he's like, there's something different about you. I'm like, what man? And you know, like I took a shower, you know, but you know, but it was, it was amazing. Cause I was able to share with him. I said, you know, um, you know, and I was able to tell him how I gave my life to Christ and, you know, and, and, um, it was just an amazing time an amazing place because it wasn't something I was trying to, it was just, there was just a change in my heart, just, you know, like yours and yeah. all of ours. It was effortless and the change was obvious. Yeah. First of all, he smiled and he didn't smile before. So that was different. That was a change. <laughs> really? I thought he smiled. Yeah. No, no. Okay. I guess not. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, well, it's, you did, not as much, yeah, no, yeah. And it's, it's just a change. I mean, it's, it's a change in our heart and, you know, and that's what happened to Paul. So, I mean, automatically, you know, think about it. Paul was not a quiet man. Paul was, you know, he was a Pharisee, you know, one who discussed and talked. So Paul is basically, this is his character. This is his personality. So this is what Paul is going to, you know, 
do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to go out there. Yeah, he's going to go out there. I mean, some of us are quiet. I'm, I'm a very quiet person. You know, let these, you know, we're pretty private and quiet, you know. So, you know, but there's others that are just like the, the woman at the well, man. They'll just go out and just start telling everybody, you know, and that's a great thing. Everybody is, is different. But, you know, but again, this was Paul's personality. This was like his character. This is, you know, he was, he was you know, stirred up. You know, he, he was bold, you know, but as, as one uh, footnote put it, you know, he also liked to create a lot of controversy before Christ and after Christ. You know, this was just Paul. He was bold and created, started, you know, stirred up controversy before he became a Christian. He was still bold and still stirred up controversy, but now it was in the things of the Lord, you know. So right now for the right thing, though, in the new path, in the new direction, you know, and many of us many times would do the same as, you know, baby BC were allowed and this and that. And, you know, just because we become a Christian doesn't mean we become all quiet. But, you know, now you're loud for the Lord and now you're shouting for the Lord. And, you know, of course, there's some refinement and some work that needs to be done. But again, that's that's just how the Lord. I mean, remember, the Lord created us and he knows you and me better than we know ourselves. He knew us before the foundation of the world. Those things in you and me, he, he placed those things there. You know, I got a little distorted and messed up because of sin. And, um, you know, we can tend to mess that up, but the reality of it is in its purity and, 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 and its origin, the originality of it, it's very beautiful. You know, the characteristics and the personality and the traits and the gifts and the talents that God has given us, you know, it's because they were meant to serve him. They were meant for his purpose. Amen. So we see that in Paul and right, right away, it's immediately starts to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues. So let's look at, uh, you know, just basically becomes a vessel for the Lord's word. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 61, because this is who he's taken after. Amen. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 11 through 12. Okay. 11 and 12. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Yeah, I'm trying to see this. Yeah, hold on. That's the wrong one. My bad. Um, I'm sorry, 62, verse 11 through 12. Sorry, Isaiah chapter 62, verse 11 through 12. Yeah, 61 only has up to 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 11 and 12? Yes. Listen carefully. The Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth. Say to the daughter of Zion, look now, your salvation is coming in the Lord. Indeed, his reward is with him, and his restitution accompanies him. And they will call him the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you will be called, sought out, a city not deserted. Amen. So we see here that Paul is only taken after his father. He's only yes. taken after the Lord because what does the Lord do? Behold, the Lord has proclaimed. Yeah. And he talks about salvation, the reward and the recompense and how he has set his people and redeemed his people. So Paul is now that vessel doing exactly what the Lord does. When you look at it, you know, it talks about how the Lord proclaimed. And this is the prophet Isaiah speaking on behalf of the Lord as a vessel. You've seen the Lord using him through the ministry and bringing forth the word of God. And now we're seeing Paul doing the same thing. But he's speaking about and the word of God here is speaking about Jesus. But Jesus wasn't revealed yet. It was still a mystery. It was still the secret things belonging to the Lord. But now they're revealed in Christ Jesus. There's no longer a mystery. There's no longer the secret things because all those things are now found in Jesus Christ. So Paul is now proclaiming the Lord Jesus Christ, which points to the scripture and the scriptures point to Jesus. So again, we're... we're, The Messiah already revealed. Exactly. Exactly. So this is what we're looking at here. And and when we go back to Acts chapter 9, verse 20, it says, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogues, as we were just talking about, 
And this is what he was saying. He is the son of God. He is the son of God. So you know what is amazing about this is that I just put a question here. What, who qualified him to do this? Who qualified him? Paul. Paul, yeah, who qualified him? What made him qualified to be able to share this message or to even speak about it or to even proclaim? I answer it or we want them to answer it? I'll let you guys answer it. We'll yeah. give you a couple seconds right there on the chat board. <laughs> who, what who or what? Why was Paul qualified to be able to do what he did to proclaim the good news about Jesus? I'll let you put that on. Just a little hint. Answer right there. I know it takes a little while for the chat to, uh, to, to catch up there, but uh, I'll leave that there for you guys real quick. All right. <laughs> well, you can still type it up afterward, but I'll let, I'll let you answer it. Who qualified? Ask the question again. Okay. Well, why was it that Paul was qualified to be able to proclaim who Jesus was in the synagogues? He was qualified because he believed and God qualified him. Yeah. Simple fact. Mm -hmm. What was he proclaiming? He is the son of God. That's it. Paul now believed in the Son of God. Well, God spoke to him, yes. But he believed in the Son of God. He believed that Jesus is the Christ. And that's what this is what qualified Paul. It wasn't all that he knew. It wasn't any of that. It was the fact that he was able to proclaim this now. He was able to declare this immediately because he believed in the Son of God. And this is what he was proclaiming. Jesus is the Son of God. And this is what qualifies me and you today, is that you believe and we believe today that Jesus is the Son of God. Yeah. And in answer to that, the gospel to him, that is so true because yeah. we, only, we only know, we only understand, because who told you this? Who revealed to you that I'm the Christ? Mm. Amen. So we only know because God speaks. Because God spoke to him, yes. Mm. And he tells Peter, you know, blessed are you, Peter Barjona, because this was not revealed to you by man, but by Father in heaven. Yeah. You know, and this is an amazing place to be in. And so we see this, and this is what Paul starts to preach. And let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 through 16 here. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 through 16. Amen. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has granted me the needed strength and made me able for this because he considered me faithful and trustworthy, putting me into service for the ministry. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer of our Lord and a persecutor of his church and a shameful and outrageous and violent aggressor toward believers, yet I was shown mercy because I acted out of ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord Jesus is amazing and merited favor and blessing flowed out in superabundance for me together with the faith of love which are now realized in Jesus Christ. This is a faithful and trustworthy statement, deserving full acceptance and approval that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost. Yet for this reason, 
I found mercy, so that in me, as a foremost of sinners, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example or pattern for those who would believe in him for eternal life. Amen. So we see him explain this in First Timothy. And really, this is he just talking about the mercy of God, how, you know, even in his ignorance, he calls it ignorance, you know, of and what was that ignorance? Not believing in the son of God, mm-hmm. not believing in Jesus, you know, and because of that, he was persecuting the church. And, you know, and he talks about this mercy of God. But now he's just so thankful that, you know, he's now able to declare about the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ for the for sinners. As he says, I was foremost, you know, I was one of the biggest ones out there. You know, and and saying if there was any sinner, I was the greatest one of all. Yeah, you know, and, and because to be an aggressor, we read in the previous chapter that he was breathing murderous threats. So yeah, that wasn't light. That wasn't lightly. You and know, he acknowledged that, and he still received the Lord's mercy. Amen. As we all have. Praise Amen. The Lord. Yeah, and just like you said right there, that's something we can. I believe that's something we can all relate to. Yeah. I mean, you know, you receive the mercy of God. I receive the mercy oh, of yeah. God. And how many of us still need it today? Daily. <laughs> Daily. Daily. I, I know I do. And and it's that's that's just the love and the mercy of God, you know. And you know, he he sees that, you know, and even when we were ignorant and we didn't acknowledge the Son of God, you know, it was like, but he didn't hold that against us, you know, and and that's one of the blessings here, you know, is the fact that he believed in the Son, he believes in the Son of God, and this is where Paul started. This is where Paul, you know, came into the to the fellowship with believers. And, you know, what I love about this is, I, you know, I don't believe this was, you know, he was going out with elegant words or anything like that. What Paul was doing is he was sharing his testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ and what what happened to him on that road to Damascus, you know, sharing with them about who Christ is. And think about it this way. I mean, Paul, you know, again, Paul was an educated man, you know. Yeah. Paul knew the scriptures. Paul, you know, knew the Old Testament. He knew all these things. And so for for Paul, this had to be such an experience and such uh, a revelation. The fact that, you know, now it's like our lives, you know, like we always talk about when we got saved and stuff like that. And many of you guys, when you got saved, it's amazing that when we get saved and and we receive the Lord into our hearts and the Lord just, you know, just, man, there's just such a change. We start to look back on our lives and we start to see a bunch of things and really, you know, six months, you know, we just like, man, I didn't, you know, that was the Lord. That was the Lord. That was the Lord. You we know, acknowledge him now. yeah, we acknowledge him now. So imagine Paul. I mean, you know, I mean, in many of you guys who maybe grew up in church, you know, that that maybe heard the scriptures, but really didn't understand them or maybe just had a scripture and kind of we used it as a sense to like a protection or something like that, you know, but to really come to know the Lord and to know his, you know, to read his word and to know it, to have his Holy Spirit is such a place. I mean, imagine Paul, all of a sudden, all that knowledge, everything he read in you is now starting to piece together and make sense. And he can't help but go and share and tell those who were like him in the synagogues and tell them and point them to Jesus. And he has, you know, the Lord used that. Obviously, there was a reason for Paul knowing all that because the Lord was able to use that and he was able to share the word of God. But remember, Paul wasn't going to the Jewish people. He was being prepared for the Gentiles. And with the Gentiles, he wasn't, you know, a lot of that stuff was not going to really necessarily always be used 
because he was going to have to speak in their in their language in their terms and bring it down to basically their level you know i don't want to say level but, but it's just, simplicity and that's yeah exactly exactly yeah. and so here we see paul sharing this but it doesn't necessarily mean he was going into in debt teaching what he was talking about was jesus and sharing Jesus and just sharing what had happened. And this is me and you today that when we gave our lives to the Lord, we just, I didn't know anything. We didn't know anything. All I know is that I you know I believe in Jesus Christ. And even today, it's like, I believe in Jesus Christ. We believe that he died for our sins and that I have life in him, eternal life. And, you know, he has his Holy Spirit living in me and living in us and living in you. And it's just, you know, and how great God is and how you know, salvation is there for all those today who put their faith in him. And, you know, and many times that is the power of, of, of a salvation is your testimony. Yeah. Testimony or change life mm -hmm. being shared to others. But the testimony of Jesus, because that doesn't change. All the information and all the books and all the notes we've taken, we might remember some, but we forget. Mm -hmm. But what stays constant is Jesus. He doesn't change. That's right. I have salvation in him. I have forgiveness in him. That doesn't change. And that should be the focus of what we share. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 9 through 11. Letty's going to read that one for us. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9 through 11. And if you're going through something, which everyone I believe is, you know, be encouraged to this scripture today because this is this is your scripture. This is our scripture here. OK, so let's go to the scripture here. Uh, Revelation chapter 12, verse 9 through 11. And the great dragon was thrown down, the angel serpent who is called the devil and Satan. He who continually deceives and seduces the entire inhabited world. He has thrown down. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom, the dominion, the reign of our God, and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our believing brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. He who accuses them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day and night. And they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. For they do not love their life and renounce their faith, even when they say they were faced with death. Wow. Amen. So that is an amazing place. As we mm -hmm. talked about on, on Sunday, behold your king, your majesty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we look at here, he's our king. And though he may, you know, our king went to the cross, you know, and he laid down his life. But again, he rose again on the third day and he's ascended on high and he is returning. You know, and this is how me and you overcome and he talks about this. This is talking about, you know, when the Lord Christ comes back in, in the rain. But always remember how me and you are overcomers today is to remember what Christ did for me and you. Remember the road that we were on. Remember the life that we were on. Remember we were bound in death. We were bound in, into whatever it was, but we were dead in our sins. But in Christ, we now have life. So whenever we get to a place where we just want to give up or we're just tired or or we feel that, man, I don't think I'm ever going to change. Or, man, I just keep doing. Always remember, you know the Lord. You have an opportunity to believe in Jesus Christ. And you made a decision to do so. 
And because of that, Christ changed our hearts and our lives. And though you, you know, there's a process and there's a refinement and the Lord is doing the work in you. But just know today when those hard times come, go back to the testimony. Go back to that place where the Lord saved me and you. But not only that, remember time and time again of all the testimonies of the Lord, your testimony in Christ Jesus and what Christ has done for you. It's all about Jesus. It says the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, you know, declaring that and recognizing that, Lord, it's only because of you that I'm here today. Thank you, Lord. As we talked about on Sunday, your majesty, thank you. You know, thank you for laying down that life for me, Lord, because today I have life in you today. And so no matter what you're going through today, you are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer today because you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is the savior of the world, but he is your savior. And he is the resurrection and the life. And just always know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. But because you're in him today, you are accepted in the Father. You're accepted in the Lord Jesus Christ today. So just know that today and have faith today, believing that today. Amen. I just felt very important to share that tonight, you know, as, as many times we can get discouraged and different things like that. So any, any thoughts on that? No, that's pretty powerful in itself. Uh, I believe we all come to a place where it just seems overwhelming, but to know that we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Yeah. It's the only effort that we put is remembering and having to come to that place of remembrance and believing, because the Lord did it. And as heavy and as hard as it gets, it's we have overcome because the Lord's blood already was spilled and it still has power. Yes, amen. Not that we see it as it's he's constantly there, but that blood is alive and it has power. So we have overcome in our weaknesses, in our sadness, and being overwhelmed, feeling like just everything is just pressing upon you, or that feeling of hopelessness. The real feelings. We cannot escape those thoughts and those anxieties and those pressures. Oh yeah. But the Lord's power can. Amen. Yes. He he can help us and strengthen us. See, Paul was also, or we're reading Saul, but he also increased in strength. The more he was in it, the more he continued wow. to speak about Jesus. So the more we speak life into ourselves, it's hard to hear the word encourage yourself or take time and encourage yourself in the Lord, but really it's it does help you to be in that place where you need to remind yourself, you need to speak life to yourself, to know that, Lord, you, you already did it. Help me. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is cry out to him and ask him what he does. But we have overcome because of the blood, the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And that blood still has power. Oh, yeah. And so, we belong to the yeah. greatest kingdom, the kingdom of God. Amen. And you know what? And no, always know we're on the side of victory. Yeah. You know, we are on the side of victory because we're in Christ Jesus and we have the victory in the Lord. Amen. So it's good to remember not so much the downfalls or the down the pits we were in, but where really God has ministered to us, where He has touched us, where His hand has not failed us, because His touch has healed us in so many ways that maybe only we know personally, but others have witnessed that power and that change also. Mm-hmm, yes. Amen. Yes, Meyer, we're 
bless you still here as well, all of us, amen. And you know what, in this, it's just the grace and the mercy of God that, you know, he keeps us. He's got that keeping power. And, you know, like she said, the blood of the lamb, you know, it is powerful enough. So let's keep going in that, all right, guys? And and uh, you know what, and that's what we're looking in Acts. This is just Paul just sharing what Christ did for him and, you know, sharing about who Christ is. He is the son of God. And so this message is is amazing. I mean, and that's what the message is. That's what we preach today still. And we will preach the day that the Lord returns, you know, because that's what it's all about. It's all about Jesus, yeah. you know, Jesus. all about Jesus, you know. So as we go on the next portions of Scripture now, we're going to start to look at a couple of things on the reactions and the responses of all this. So let's go to verse 21 where it says, And all who heard him were amazed and said, is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon this name? And has he not come here for this purpose to bring them bound before the chief priests? So <clears throat> imagine they see this man who was, you know, like you said, breathing threats, you know. And, and, and knew who he was. Yeah, he had a reputation. He was known. <laughs> he I mean, yeah, I don't think that name like, oh, Paul, yeah, what a great, you know, unless you were on his side. But, I mean, you, you've heard about it. It's like, man, no, no way. Even all Saul of Tarsus. <clears throat> yeah, Saul of Tarsus, man. And, and uh, you know, so now they're hearing this message and they're hearing Paul preach and they're just amazed. And, you know, what I love about this, that word amazed on one of the breakdowns of that word is to throw out of position or displace, you know. And what I like about this is in the simplest terms that I see it is, Hearing this guy, seeing this guy and saying, what happened? Like, what, what, what is this all about? Bringing a confusion, like, wait a minute, like, yeah. what? I mean, this is the same guy that was, you know, was here to persecute, who was able, was, he, was sent here on a mission, and now he's part of them, and now he's telling us about them? I mean, what is going on here? And they're just amazed on this, and, you know, because now the purpose that he was sent there for they're recognizing, no, wait a minute, he's, there's a different purpose here. And now we see that, you know, it's God's purpose. and There's a meaning to his life. And just like there's a reason, there's a purpose for your life, and you are meaningful to God. And there is a meaning for your life. And we just see here that Paul is just very passionate about it. Yeah. I mean, he has a passion for this. And this is why he's declaring this. But obviously, we know that God was also preparing him for ministry. You know, the ministry that the Lord had set for him, you know, and this is just all the preparation for it, you know. So it's just that passion of just sharing about Jesus Christ in that purpose now that Paul is in, that newfound purpose that is founded in Christ. And so we go on to verse 22 where it says, but Saul increased all the more in strength, like you said earlier about that strength. And confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was a Christ. So like Letty said, you know, the more that he did it, the more that he put himself out there, as hard as it may have been or whatever may have been going on. But he was encouraged through it, you know, time and time again, sharing about the Lord. You know, every time we get together for Bible study or read the word or we, you know, we have service or whatever. It's just we're just encouraged more, you know, because it's just it's the word of God. It's life. And, and like Letty said, it's just, you know, that's what it is. You know, and with that, the people were confounded. And, and the word confounded is to cause surprise or confusion in somebody, um, especially by acting against their expectations. So, you know, they're looking at this and they're just like, well, wait a minute. You know, again, this is not what we were expecting. This is not the message that we were looking that Paul was going to bring. It's like, what is this message? You know, what is going on here? 
you know, so they, it just like, it brought a lot of confusion. It brought a lot of different things. And, and uh, you know, they just, this is not what they expected. And so, you know, but through that, Paul grew in strength, you know, and it's just like me and you as, you know, when you're, you're a Christian, you know, you barely give your life to the Lord. You know, many of them give their lives to the Lord. You're fired up and, and, you know, you're excited for the Lord. But the longer you go, what happens is, is that not everybody responds the way you thought they may have. And so what happens is all these realities start to kind of settle in. Yeah. And now you're in that place well, where, well, you know, you could either weaken or you can strengthen the more that you continue to press through, no matter how many people may be now for you, you know, and, and, you know, and this may, you know, some friends, you may not have the same friends anymore, or even family or different things, you know, just things change because of your relationship in Christ Jesus. But the more that you go, the more strengthened you are that you realize, you know, well, you know, I don't, you know, maybe they're not, you know, they're, they don't, they didn't respond or they're not going to believe yet or something like that. But then through that, we start to learn how to pray for one another. We start to pray for our family members, our friends, you know, those around us. And what happens is we start to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. Our faith starts to grow stronger. And then we come to a place where we start to recognize, well, you know what? It's not their time yet, but I still have a responsibility to be a light. You know, now, yeah, now comments or making, getting made fun of or little things that they say about you or ways they may see you or maybe not even like you as when you're when you're growing, you know, you just gave your life to the Lord. It's a little bit harder because it's like, oh, man, you know, you feel low, you feel like down, you you're embarrassed, you know, whatever it may be. It's it's you know, we all go through it, you know, changes, changes. But as you get, you know, as you get more in the Lord and you've been into a little bit longer and the years go on and different things and you've been through some stuff and you've just seen the hand of the Lord through your life and you just continue just to grow in that in that salvation and that in the in just the love of God. It's like you just kind of get to a place where it doesn't matter. You know, you realize it's not me, it's it's the Lord in me. And you hear comments, you hear things and and uh, yeah it does affect you and and you know it can kind of you know get overwhelming sometimes but again it's coming together as a body of Christ. It's getting into the word. It's, it's seeking the Lord and, and remembering. But Lord, thank you, Lord. You are so good. And again, we're strengthened to continue to do that work. You know, I, I heard somebody earlier there, you know, some people were talking and somebody said, made a comment like, oh, you're scared. Well, if you're scared, then go to church. And I guess that's a thing or something. You know, and I was like, what? You know, and I was like, you know, but I'm what sitting in. I, I, I don't know. I was like, but I'm on the other side. And, and somebody I think heard, you know, they're. I think they recognized that I was there and then they kind of like held back and everybody kind of like, you know, kind of, you know, changed directions a little bit, but still it's little things like that. But see, you know, before I'd be like, kind of like, well, what, you know, but now it's more like, you know, that's just, you know, that's, that's people's comments or what they say. They don't even know what they're saying sometimes, you know, but that's okay. I, I didn't, I didn't take offense to it. You know, it was just more or less, but again, that just comes to the strengthening in the Lord you know, and not allowing things like that or things people may say or direct it to you or whatever it may be to affect you as much. Not to say it won't, but as much because you're strengthened in the Lord. But again, it's just that place where, you know, where you've been changed, you know, you've just been changed and, and, you know, it will confuse some people. People will be like, what happened to this person? You know, you know, this person was one way this week and then the next week, you know, they're they're a hallelujah, man. They're walking around with a Bible. They're saying brother. They're saying sister. You know, it's like, 
all of a sudden going to church on Sunday morning, you know, or, you know, watching Bible study or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, and, and it's just there's this thing that, you know, just happens. But again, it's the work that God is doing in our lives and in your life. And you know what? And there'll come a day that in our prayer and belief that they'll also come to that place where they can know the Lord in that way as well. <laughs> there's hope in that, you know, and, and so we're seeing this in Paul's life. You know, there's definitely a drastic change and everybody's kind of like, you know, what's going on here. So, you know, there's a lot going on in Paul's life. So let's go to verse now 23 to 26 here. And it says, when many days had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night in order to kill him. But his disciples took him by night and let him down through an opening in the wall lowering him in a basket. And when he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples and they were all afraid of him for they did not believe that he was a disciple. Okay. So this is a very interesting part here, you know? Um, so now the reaction and the response is just like Stephen, just like Jesus, just like they, they want to kill him. They don't like what they're hearing. And there's many different thoughts of between verse 23 and 26 of how long this was. Okay. Um, you know, when many days had passed, um, there's many thoughts, you know, it could have been a couple of days. It could have been a period of the three years as we're going to look at a portion of scripture that kind of points to that direction. But whatever it was, we got to realize that the Lord was doing a work in, in Paul. He didn't just right away go out and begin the ministry. Though he was sharing and though he was doing all these, Paul still went through a process. There was still a preparation for the ministry that God had for him. Okay, so let's look at Galatians chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 13 through 19 over here. So let's go to Galatians chapter 1, verse 13 through 19. Um, verse 13 through 19. You have heard of my career and former manner of life in Judaism, how I used to hunt down and persecute the church of God extensively and with fanatical zeal, tried my best to destroy it. And you have heard how I surpassed many of my contemporaries among my countrymen in my advanced study of the laws of Judaism of Judaism, and I was extremely loyal to the traditions of my ancestors. But when God, who had chosen me and set me apart before I was born and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son to me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles as the good news, the way of salvation, I did not immediately consult with anyone for guidance regarding God's call and his revelation to me. Nor did I even go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went to... Arabia, and stayed a while, and afterward returned once more to Damascus. Then three years after, I did go up to Jerusalem and to get acquainted with Cephas, Peter, Cephas. I stayed with him 15 days, but I did not see any other apostles except James, the half-brother of the Lord. Amen. So we see here that Paul took some time, and it was three years that he was spending time with the Lord, most likely seeking the Lord, you know, and through that time, we got to believe that the Lord was also refining him, you know, so he did all this before he even went to Jerusalem. So it's amazing that when we read the word of God, I mean, between verse 23 and 26, there possibly could have been, I mean, according to that scripture, 
about a period of three years before he actually went to Jerusalem. And even when he went to Jerusalem, it was only for the first time, it was only a period of 15 days. So when we look at that, we're looking at the whole context of this. So many times we could look at this, oh, well, Paul got saved and bam, he started the ministry and went on. And, and I'm not saying that cannot happen, but we have to look at it for the whole context of it and really see you know, no, Paul went through a process. And, and the Bible does say even Paul himself writes it. Don't ever put somebody into leadership, into a place of leadership without being tested and being refined. So, you know, Paul was being tested. He was being refined. He was being prepared for when that time would come. And he would, you know, not to say he wasn't preaching about Christ doesn't mean he wasn't serving the Lord. Doesn't mean he, mean he said we just read. He was proclaiming about who Jesus Christ is. But remember, this was also a preparation for the ministry and that was to go and establish churches you know and you know become fathers to many where they would call him you know they would know him as a father in the, in, in the lord you know as as what's it called to build people up you know and he looked at timothy as a son and, and a spiritual son and, and it's just you know we see these different things so always know that paul went through a process here and what caused this is the fact that they wanted to kill him i mean you know he was wanted you know they wanted to get to him on this so just wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit. And, um, you know, so we're going to go now over here. If you look at verse 26, it says that, so they lowered him down as to some of his disciples. Obviously he was discipling, you know, he was already discipling um, other people. And there were those that were following him. There were those that, you know, were, you know, being, were following Paul and Paul was teaching them and teaching them about the Lord and all these different things. So the Lord was preparing them in all this. And, you know, because of that, it says that they helped him out. They helped him escape. You know, so imagine this man who was persecuting Christians is now being helped out by brothers and sisters in the Lord and, you know, and, and led them out. But now when he goes to Jerusalem, it says that when he attempted to join the disciples, they were like, no, nah, man, who, you know, do you know who this guy is? You know, think about it this way. When Ananias was told to go talk to, to Paul, he didn't want to go. He was like, nah, Lord, this guy like, is, we know him. yeah, we he know was sent to bind us up, man. What are you talking about? So doesn't mean that the Lord spoke to all the disciples either. Only Ananias. Ananias had a mission and a purpose to go and to go and tell Paul these things. So the rest of the disciples are like, I don't know, man. They're just kind of like questioning and, you know, could this be, could this be really be real here? Yeah, I know. I've heard about this man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that's an amazing, you know, and they and they had every right to actually do so. I'm not going to say, I mean, you know, just like any of us, we would wonder, you know, is that person really saved? Did they really have a conversion? You know, we don't know. But let's look at this next, um, this next scripture here where it says, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how on the road he had seen the Lord who spoke to him and how at Damascus, he preached, he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So this is the part, the portion of our Bible study tonight that declared to them. Okay. And that declared to them is another, in some of your translations, it may be to describe. He described to them or told them about. New Living Translation said that way, right? To, to that told them about. And basically all it is to give an account of words of someone, including all um the characteristics or qualities or events. Okay. So he is giving an account here and he's stepping up for Paul. 
you know, he's going in there and he's not just sharing, but he's going in there and sharing about the life that has been changed. He's taking a step out here and he's going out there and saying, hey, look, guys, I've seen this. This man is going out there and he is declaring who Jesus is. And he, and he says it here. He goes into detail on how he had seen the Lord. So he's talking about that testimony that Jesus had. And, you know, we've been talking about the whole time. What was Paul sharing? His testimony. And Barnabas is coming out and saying he's sharing about how the Lord spoke to him. He's sharing about the vision that he had. And he's sharing about all these different things about how the Lord revealed himself to him. And so Barnabas takes that step and he goes out there and stands up for Paul. And he doesn't just stand up for him, but he, he, he talks about the fruits. He talks about the works. He talks about the evidence of this life that has been changed. He's describing He's describing. So as I was studying this and looking at this, and we were talking about this earlier, you know, we, we were talking about this when we shared. This is a question I want to ask us tonight. Are we willing to do the same for one another? Think about that. We as people many times will look at the faults of one another. It's just human nature. You know, we, we look at the faults within ourselves. You know, that's why when God is calling us to doing a work, we always find an excuse or a reason why not to. And when we mess up, that's why we just want to walk away so quick because we're so hard on stuff. We'll see, Lord, or whatever it is. And we, we also tend to do that with each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, with our spouses, with our, you know, maybe our kids, with our brothers and sisters in Christ in the house of God. Um, we just do this. It's, you know, this is just part of our human nature. And it shouldn't be so. And we see here an example of, of Barnabas coming alongside for Paul and describing all that he's doing. When's the last time we've really done that for each other or looked at one another or went and encouraged somebody, one of our brothers and sisters and said, hey, you know what? I see the change in your heart and your life. I see the work that God is doing in you. Such an amazing work. And, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, don't get down on ourselves. because We haven't done it, but it's just something to think about. Something maybe we should strive for. To declare to them, to each other, to one another about how we see the Lord working in each other's lives. Because many times we've shared, you know, even with kids, you know, we don't recognize many times our own kids growing up, you know, like how tall they get or, you know, changes sometimes because we see them every day. But it takes someone sometimes on the outside to say, hey, man, your kid's pretty tall, you know. And many times we can't see that change within ourselves. It takes someone else from the outside coming in and saying, hey, you know, I've noticed, man, how, you know what, you just you know, you're such a blessing or, you know, you just have such a way to give or such a way to help or such a way in these different things and recognizing the fruits and the works that are in through our lives. And would we be willing enough to get to a place where if something is not right or somebody's questioning somebody, would we be willing to get to that place like Barnabas to be able to step in and describe, nah, 
I get, you know, we all have faults, we have this, but I've seen God change this person's life. They're not the same that they used to be. I've heard them share and I've seen how the Lord has changed their life. And not only that, you can just see that difference and the way they speak, the way they the way they act or just all that they've gone through. But they're still here today. They're still praising God today. And be able to declare to them. That is a child of God, that is a servant of the most high God not based on their faults, not based on their shortcomings, because Paul talks about his shortcomings many times. But talking about the works. Any thoughts? I know it's, it's, yeah. it's oh, well, something to think about. Something to think about. We'll be, are we ready? But we'll be ready to be able to share that. Like you said, we don't always see it, but are we going to actually be honest and back somebody up, back one another up, and encourage? Yeah. But that's the question. Yes. That's, the, that's the question asked. That's the question asked. And you know what? And when you look at the name of Barnabas, um, you know, when you look at that, Bar usually means son of. And so when you look at the root of it, it actually means son of prophecy. But in the Greek, it can mean son of rest, son of consolation, and most often heard as son of encouragement or son of exhortation. And so we see this is who Barnabas is. He's one that comes and encourages, exhorts. Um, you know, an exhortation doesn't always necessarily mean it's going to be soft words. It can be words that are really going to hit you to push you to go forward. Could be words of encouragement, of rest or consolation. And it depends on the translation and how they word it. But I love how I was, you know, we were talking about it earlier, how I read one area, how it shares how when you look at Barnabas, you really get to see the work of the spirit because reality is that's who the Holy Spirit is. He is that spirit of prophecy. He is the rest, the consolation, the encouragement that we need. So you see that work being active in Barnabas's life as he comes up and he steps in and encourages and starts to encourage those and tell those about Paul. And so we see an example of a man here who is allowing the Holy Spirit to work through his life, who's being willing, who's willing to come up and step up and say something and stand up and encourage this man and lift him up and say, no, this is a changed life here. And how many of us have that responsibility as Christians today to allow the fruits of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit to be evident in our lives for the sake of others, not for our own glory, not for look at me, but as an example and as a witness and as as a, as example of the Holy Spirit in this world. Yeah, it's amazing to see that. Yeah, because I mean, for me to come over and, and to pray for you or to encourage you is not really me, but it's the Holy Spirit working through me as the Holy Spirit works for you to pray for me or to encourage me or to encourage one another. It's the Holy Spirit's work. And you know, that's, that's an amazing thing, you know, that we can do that. 
because that's God. That's the love of God. That's the love of the Lord. And that's what he wants to do, reach others. Yeah. But the importance in here and, and what we're reading and how someone who knew somebody is taking someone to someone and describing them. It also takes uh, an acknowledgement of a coworker, of somebody you labor with, somebody you see, girl, somebody you know. This is someone who he saw and who he witnessed and who he was sharing his life with at the moment. Yeah. So not that it's easy for us just to go to anybody and say something we don't know, but when you work together, when you meet together, when you're building a relationship, Very good. that's when you're able to share that or, or defend or back up and speak up for someone. Amen. And that's, that's I believe, key right there, too. Yeah. And it's when you know somebody. And it's it's knowing each other through the labor, you know, laboring among know those who labor among you, you know, and that's one of the things we've been taught here growing in, in the Lord. And you know, really, you know, it's it's really laboring together, serving together, you know, that's how you know you get to know someone, you know, because just like in a marriage, you know, just as in a family, you know, just as in your job, just as in school, it's labor. It's laboring with one another. You know, you want to know a coworker, you labor with them, and you find out, man, that, that they're, they're sneaky, man. They're gonna pop away. But then, those who work hard and those who do their best, you know, you learn each other through. You learn each other through marriage. You know, it's the labor, you the labor of love. Yeah, laboring through the marriage. You know, working in the marriage, working on the marriage, working mm -hmm. and growing together as a family. You know, it's work. It's labor. But it's getting to know each other through that labor, you know, doing what you have to do as a family, as a parent, as, you know, a grandparent, as a guardian, you know, different things like that as a, you know, as a family. You know, and these are just some of the things. It's that labor, but you get to learn and know each other through that labor. You know, because, you know, as we as you learn when you get married, you know, it's not just dates and going out all the time, you know, it's building a life together. Development. Development, yeah. You know, you, you have a family now. It's building the family. It's building the kids up, you know. And we as a church, you know, it's coming together. And it's, you know, it's like, okay, that, you know, right? We just kind of know it's now it's serving together. It's working together. It's laboring together. And in that, we get to know each other and grow in the love for one another. And like she said, we get to see, no, man, this is a, a man of God. This is a woman of God right here, you know. And it's through that, and you know, we've been blessed to know many people like that, you know, um, and, you know, our pastors, you know, here, you know, just being able to grow together in that, um, you know, and, and, and that's what it's really all about and being able to really see that and being able to know that I know this person, you know, because I've seen the work of the Lord through their lives and it's the same in all of you guys here, you know, so let's be encouraged with that to be ready to declare to them, to describe and to be able to step up and stand in for one another. Because as we close this up today, it says in verse uh, 28, so he went in and out among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. And he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists, the Greek-speaking uh, Jews, but they were seeking to kill them. And when the brothers learned this, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Now they were looking out for him. They were looking out for Paul. They were, you know, had his back. You know what? And and they were willing to, you know what, to do what was best for him and get him down to Tarsus and, you know, prepare, you know, have him continue to be prepared there and looking out for him. And it says, so the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up 
and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. There was unity. There was unity through the persecution. There was unity in all this because you really get to see that the one that was leading all this, the Lord changed that heart, changed that life. And now this man is preaching about the Son of God. And that brought great joy. And in that, the gospel continued to spread. The church continued to grow. And through it all, there was peace because there was unity. And you know what? It doesn't mean that there was no persecution. I think, it, you know, still things going on. They still wanted to kill Christians. And later, and they continued to do so. But there was peace and unity knowing, Lord, all things are possible for you. And, you know, because we've trusted you, you know, you change this man's heart. And now this man that was breathing threats is now proclaiming that Jesus is the son of God. And it's the same with our lives today. The Lord delivered me and you. And now today we are continuing to proclaim that Jesus is the son of God. And we will do so to the day we go home, each one of us. And just know, I heard something earlier. Many times we're thinking, our, you know, to be sent is to go to a different country, different things. No, you're already sent because you're choosing to live daily. You're choosing to trust the Lord. You're living a life being sent. Whether it's being sent to your job, sent to your home, whatever it is, you're already going. You're already in motion. You're already walking by faith and not by sight. It's in that way. And just always know as Paul as Paul was being prepared, the Lord is preparing you as well. And maybe you're already there. But just know that God is always doing the work. Amen. Amen. You know, and, and that just really hit me as, as, as we're studying this and looking at this like, wow, declare to them, describe to them. And, and our responsibility as a church to be able to, you know, describe one another, you know, and be able to see that work and say, no, this, this, this is a man, this is a woman of God. And, and no matter what happens or anything like that, you know what? No, this person believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is going to bring them through. Amen. 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 Any lost thoughts on that or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Well, we want to thank you for joining us for Bible study tonight. And, you know, I just pray that you guys continue to study the word with us and, uh, you know, ponder a couple of the things that were spoken on tonight. Go back, take a look mm -hmm. at the notes, you know, look at the scripture yourself as well. And, you know, let it really weigh upon your heart. You know, this is all our responsibility to seek the Lord through this. And I just believe that the Lord is through all of this. The Lord is just continuing to prepare us as a church, as a body of Christ to learn how to love one another and to be willing to love one another and to recognize that the, what holds all of us together is Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. It's Jesus. It's all Jesus. And you know what? It has to always be about him. So let's keep our eyes on the Lord together. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to close up in prayer tonight. Um, if you have any prayer requests, feel free to put them here on the chat board. And uh, let me encourage you tonight, though, if you whoever you're there watching with or maybe this maybe it's just you. Find somebody and encourage them and just let them know that, you know what, just encourage them. Describe to them what, you know, that the work of the Lord that's in their lives and, de and declare it to them, you know, just encourage somebody. Just let them know they're a blessing. That's all it is. Just encourage you. If you have somebody there, then do it to that, with that person that is there with you. If not, then uh, find someone, <laughs> you know, send a text or something, you know, and encourage somebody. Amen. You know, just like let these a blessing 
and I love you. And you know what? You just, I mean, I'm just amazed at how the Lord uses you and, you know, the gifts and the talents and, you know, and the words that the Lord gives you, you know, and just that discipline and that determination through the endurance and perseverance through it all. You just continue to trust the Lord, you know, and that encourages me because together we're able to trust the Lord. So. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Work is limited. Yeah. Amen. And I could say the same for you as well. Everybody is watching, but as a witness to me witnessing you as a husband, as a man, individual, the effort you put in all that you do, that is evident and it's respected and it's needed. And it's always the Lord doing it right when he needs to do it. So to see someone who fears the Lord and runs after his heart is an encouragement. Because it shows that God's not far. And he's like letting me see him through you. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed by that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being who you are. We could all change a little, but the Lord does that. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes, he does. Thank Thank you. And we encourage you to do the same. Do the same. Some of you got somebody there with you. Encourage one another. You know, and, and as we encourage each other, you do the same as well. And we're also encouraged every evening, every night that we're doing these Bible studies or yes. meeting up in prayer and showing up on Sundays, but especially the Wednesdays because we don't get to be with you, but we get to see who's on and just we get to hear about who's watching the stream. We're encouraged that we're surrounded and we're in unity with believers, with you guys also, whose faith is in Jesus. And we thank you for being an encouragement to us as well. Because we're not doing it for ourselves or for our own, but we're doing it together. Thank you for being the encouragement that you guys are. And for showing Christ. Amen. Amen. Yes, we love you guys. And, you know, just Nancy said there, amen. And, you know, also thank you to you guys as well. And thank you, Nancy. And thank all of you guys for, through it, also helping us to grow. Because we all grow together through this. So. You know, and that is our, you know, that is our desire for you. And mm-hmm. I know that's your desire for us. And, you know, thank you guys so much. And we really appreciate you guys. And, you know, what we're all here because of what Jesus did. And we believe that he is the son of God. And he is our king. He is our Lord. And uh, you know what? That's why we're here today. So, again, we love you guys. And just thank you guys so much for everything. And, um, you know, I do see your praise report. Um, Anise Vanessa, she is off the breathing tube. And no fever. Thank you for your prayers, pastors. Amen. Praise God for that. Amen. Hallelujah for that. Amen. Uh, we're continuing to pray for Gabino. Uh, believes Brother Santos uh, sent another prayer request for that. And, uh, you know, just continue to believe. I got a co-worker of mine who's recovering from surgeries. Just praying for a recovery on that as well. Um, you know, for the Jacksons as well. Um, Myra here with us as well. And Faith, um, you know, uh, Brother Richard and Cindy. Brother Bobby on here as well, um, Nancy, you know, um, all of you guys here with us today. Uh, we just, you know, I know we all need prayer. Amen. So we're going to pray. We're going to close up in prayer tonight. And again, just, you know, let's continue to serve the Lord together. Amen. And let's continue to proclaim that Jesus is the son of God. That's encouraging because we're all together <laughs> in the same faith. So that's, that's empowering. Yes, Thank it you, is. Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, for that. Amen. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this night, Father God. We give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. We thank you for this time, Lord Jesus. We thank you for this Bible study. 
We thank you for your word. We thank you for the encouragement through your word. We thank you, Lord, as we see Barnabas encouraging. Lord, we are also encouraged by your Holy Spirit through your word, my God. And Father, we are just so grateful and so thankful, Lord God, that Father God, it is you that counted us worthy, Lord. Just as you counted Isaiah worthy, as you counted Paul worthy, you counted us worthy, Lord. And Lord, that you took care of everything for us, Lord, because we have atonement, we have salvation in your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And we believe and know that he is the Son of God. You are the Son of God, Lord Jesus. You are our King, Lord. And we are just so thankful, Lord God, for the salvation that we have in you, for the salvation, Lord, that is available and there for the whole world today, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are able, Lord, to save the lost, Lord Jesus, because, Lord, the power of the blood of Jesus is powerful, Lord. As it saved us, Lord, it is able to save others today for all those that will put their faith in you today, Lord. So, Father, we just thank you this night, Lord. We lift up all these prayer requests tonight. We thank you for the praise report for this healing. We thank you for the praise reports for more healings. We thank you, Father God, Lord Jesus, for the comfort and the peace through it all. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that, Father, you are our comfort, Lord, and we thank you that you are our strength. Father, we are just so grateful and so thankful tonight, Lord God, that, Lord, you saved and redeemed us, Father, and that, Lord Jesus, you never give up on us, Lord, and that, Father God, Lord Jesus, you are so faithful, Lord. So tonight, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for each and every single one of them, their families, Lord Jesus. And thank you for all the lives that you are reaching through their lives, Father God. Thank you for them, my God. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that, Father God, even when we don't have the words to say, Lord, Lord, we can share and let others know how you what you've done for us, Lord, and what you continue to do for us, Father. So we are just so grateful and so thankful tonight for that, my God. We love you, we praise you, we bless you, Father God, and we thank you for this time, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Well, thank you, Jesus. God bless you guys. You have a great night, and we will see you on a Sunday. Amen? Amen. Good night, Sister Josie. Everyone have a good night. God bless you. And remember, prayer on Friday night, amen? And all the time, prayer, all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, she she pray every day. <laughs> Corporately here, yes, right. Amen. Have a good night. God bless you.